It's been 36 years, 36 years since Zandvoort was on the Formula 1 calendar. It feels a bit too long, doesn't it? We were supposed to have this race last year. Finally, it is time for the Dutch Grand Prix. And yes, the Max Army should arise. At last, we go to Zandvoort. And on this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pitch to Podium, there's a ton to talk about. In fact, let's be specific. Here are five things that we are going to watch out for on this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pitch to Podium. Firstly, uh, we discuss the beginning of the Kimi Raikkonen farewell tour, but we also focus on the silly season along with it. Next, Supermax comes home. Is this Lewis Hamilton's steepest challenge this year? All you need to know about Circuit Park, Zandvoort, a wildcard pick for a podium and one fun stat each from Kunal and myself. That is going to be a bit of a fun pointer. So let's begin for this episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pitch the Podium. Hey there folks, welcome along. My name is Samuel Arora. You might know me from the driving force on Disney Plus Hotstar. Joined as ever by Kunal Shah, the former marketing head of the Force India F1 team. And Kunal, as I mentioned in the intro, it's been a while since we came to Zandvoort and that extra wait for a year makes this race feel extra special. And what can we say, right? The first thing we have to speak about, the Orange Army. This will feel, I mean, if you watch it from atop, it'll feel like what will it feel like? I feel like orange clouds are flying around the region. This race is just going to be mad on Sunday. <laughs> it is going to be mad on Sunday. And I'm actually waiting for Lando Norris to jump onto the Orange Army bandwagon and be like, it's lovely to see just so much support <laughs> out McLaren. there for McLaren. <laughs> yeah, he's going to do that. But Samil, on that note of 36 years, you know, hats off or helmets off, as we say in the world of motorsport, at least on our show, right? Mm. To the local organizers of the Dutch Grand Prix. And why do I say this? Because last year, they would have had the chance to host the Dutch Grand Prix for TV-only reasons, right? But the organizers said, you know what? We're going to wait till we can have all the fans in the stands that we possibly can have while we're going through the pandemic. So they actually waited one whole year to make sure that their return to Formula One is literally the best bang for any return that a circuit has made to the sports history. And I'm so excited for the weekend. You know, all the Orange Army, like we've seen, you know, next weekend is going to be the Red Army in action. So oh, different yes. colors that are, that, are, that are forming up, you know, with these whole fans and, and the factions they sort of support. I want to see this in Asia someday. Uh, I mean, I know the Europeans have a great sporting culture and fair play. It's amazing to watch. But someday you want to see this sort of an atmosphere happen all over the world, not just at select races. But seriously, what a crowd, what a race this is going to be. And honestly, right, this is how you do things. This is how you wait it out and you test things out and then come back, as you mentioned, Gunal, with the best bang, much like Alex Albon can have. But more on that uh, in a little <laughs> bit. But firstly, Gunal, the, the big news from this weekend, uh, we have to address it. It's a bit of a sad one if you are a keen Raikkonen fan of course everyone is a Kimi Raikkonen fan so it's a universally sad news this one ah the Kimi Raikkonen farewell tour has begun but on a positive the silly season has restarted Kunal and let, let's just chat about Kimi for a second this is just going to be a very painful end but knowing Kimi he's not going to bother about the results right Alfa Romeo will because they have money dependent on it but Kimi's just going to have a fun time at the end yeah, this is just a hobby for him, like he's kept on saying. And my assessment in all of this is Kimi pressed send and he expressed his decision to retire before 
informing Formula One or informing <laughs> Alfa Romeo. And I'll tell you why I say this, because Kimi's social media post that, you know, that we are all going to remember for the years to come actually came out. And then several hours later is when <laughs> Alfa Romeo had to release a statement with Frederick Vassiewer. So it's just my assessment. But yes, Kimi going end of an era. The Iceman will be missed. Definitely more his personality than his talent that we've seen in the last few years. I mean, it's been painful for all Kimi fans to see a second-rate version of the 2007 mm. world champion, if I may put it that way. You know, but even his second-rate version was so good that he kept a lot of first-rate drivers away from a seat in Formula yeah. 1 for the last so many years. So, thank you for all the memories, Kimi. I know Mithila is extremely upset <laughs> Since the uh, since the announcement, like literally when I told her, hey, Kibi is retired, she said, check if it's fake news before you actually tell me this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, as you mentioned, Gunal, the best line that you said was, we'll remember him more for his personality. But just coming back a few years ago, focusing on the times he had with McLaren, what could have been if Kimi just maybe cared a little bit? I mean, no, I mean it looks like from the outside he didn't care, but... Still, what, what if something had happened in the second half of his career as well? It's just amazing. But the best part is he made you enjoy. He made you laugh. And what more could you ever ask from, from a driver? Why being so good, right? It's not just he was like a comic act. Kimi Raikkonen is just just one of his kind, right? And I was thinking earlier this morning, what will his retirement be like? Will it be like Mika Hakkinen, where he just becomes very quiet for a few years and then becomes an ambassador of sorts? Will it be like some other driver? No, Kimi will be Kimi. He, he'll post it on social media, but it'll be very hard to find him that's just how he is but a special episode on Kimi is coming by the way so we'll not waste too much time speaking not waste too much but we'll not spend too much time speaking about him today right now but silly season canal loads of rumors coming around heading into Zandvoort and the first one that I got pranked into was that George Russell could be signing for Mercedes De Vries could go to Alfa Romeo Bottas could go to Alfa Romeo there is Albon going to Williams and potentially I read somewhere and of course, many people have denied it since. But still, Alfa Romeo potentially getting Mercedes engines. Twitter has gone wild. And rumours are just coming in a plenty right now. Rumours are plenty. And, you know, frankly, uh, I just hope Mercedes doesn't rein in on Max's parade this weekend. Because if they want to, they can literally make the announcement. Because Toto Wolf has already hinted that they've made a decision. They're just waiting to announce. And we imagine if this weekend we actually have Mercedes announce whether they keep Bottas or, you know, uh, hire uh, Russell. Just them making an announcement will be raining in on Max's parade. So yeah. I'm guessing Liberty Media and Formula One would have, you know, managed this situation saying, guys, make your announcement, but not this weekend. Let Netherlands become the big market or the bigger market that it's anyway becoming in the world of Formula <laughs> One. So I hope they don't do that because last year I remember, uh, you know, Sebastian Vettel announced him joining Aston Martin just on the eve of, I think it was Michelle Ferrari's thousandth yeah, race. So, you know, all these guerrilla marketing tactics can always come, uh, come handy. At some point. But yeah, I think, I think you know, the rumors are going to keep flying and the announcements are hopefully a few days away. Crazy, right? We discussed in the last episode that silly season usually comes in before Belgium. Now it's coming a little bit later, but it's just as rampant. We will discuss a lot of this in depth. But for this weekend, let's get to the more relevant stuff and the return of Zanvoort, right? This is... 
Basically, all you need to know about Circuit Park Zandvoort and Canal, as I mentioned in the intro, 36 years in the making this circuit, it it is not crap. I read on WhatsApp groups everywhere. They've just people have watched on boards. They said, "Oh, it's a it's a boring circuit. It's very tight. It's very narrow. It's basically Dutch Monaco, and you can't pass." Well, if passing opportunities were all that made a circuit great, right? All of a sudden, the new Yas Marina would be the best circuit in the world. But we know it's not going not going to be that case. You need character in a circuit. Zandvoort has character. A tons of it. Uh, racing right here, basically, for Formula 1, it could be a bit tricky, I guess, but racing here basically is all about following and making a hard move, much like what we tend to see in Imola, usually. Yes, I think, you know, people are going to keep remembering Monaco or Hungaro Ring. The hmm. second circuit they'll remember is maybe even Suzuka, you know, yeah. fast flowing. Elevation changes are in order as well. There's a banking, so it reminds us of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So lots of different circuits and their characters being added. And yes, 36 years later, it's a new layout, which also has some of the many old corners, which have been iconic in their own ways, Somil, I would say. And uh, to, to me, there is still the old school feeling that appears each time I see visuals of San and you know see the onboard helicopter shots and so on so to, to me it's like you said you know character is what this circuit is going to have and i would love to add this you know it's not just having overtaking opportunities it's not just having wide circuits that makes a good circuit right it's also what challenges the drivers it's also what forces them into making mistakes like I think we're going to keep hearing Portimao as one of those reference circuits this weekend as well. Roller coaster being one buzzword, uh, you know, that that's going to keep happening. So even if, you know, we push the drivers a little more in finding the limit and force them into making a mistake or pressure them into making a mistake, these kind of circuits can also deliver a fair bit of entertainment. And yes, there are limited overtaking opportunities out there. But this is still a high-speed circuit. And I'm sure, you know, Friday and Saturday, the post-session uh, interviews, a lot of drivers are going to say, there's just so much to do every lap behind that steering wheel. So not just one, but several buzzwords and several messages that we are going to be uh, sort of hearing this weekend from the teams, from the drivers. And again, you know, similar things. They've never raced here. Different tarmac and asphalt. Uh, you know, Pirelli bringing their hardest tires as well. Uh, there's, there's one whole hour less of free practice on the Friday. So teams will rely on all their computer simulations and driver in loop simulators and so on. So different challenges that the teams and drivers will look to overcome this weekend, Samuel. It's crazy. You mentioned the banking at Indianapolis. That was only 9 degrees. This one, if I just confirm with my statistics, is 32. It is 18 degrees. 18 degrees. 32% the banking here at yeah. Zandvoort. Yes. Mind-blowing. Incredible. You just have to see the images from the track walk to believe how steep it is. And uh, it poses a couple of questions, Kunal. Uh, firstly, of course, there's also one point to consider that sand could be on the circuit as well. That's historically been a problem here at Zandvoort. If ever you have a wind going past, the sand can blow on the circuit and this can mean lesser grip. But two questions. Firstly, what are you excited for the most at Zandvoort? And secondly, how will the banking actually impact the racing? Because all of a sudden, Zandvoort is transformed from what it was a year ago. And now finally, it's, it's worth uh, it. I mean, it's available to race F1 only because of the banking. But that, that still offers its own challenges, doesn't it? 
Yeah, it does. And you know, you spoke about the sand, but Formula One's been racing in the Middle East for a long time now. So hmm. they know how to tackle the challenge of the sand should it actually blow on. And it will blow onto the circuit because it does get fairly windy as well with the land breeze and sea breeze and so on. And it's very close to the, the you know, close to the beach, as we all know. Right. So that's that. And of course, what am I looking forward to the most? I am actually looking forward to having a race. Finally, Somil. You know, we were supposed to have a race. Mm. Uh, you know, we were supposed to have a race in Belgium. We didn't have one. So it's literally been, uh, you know, a, a month since we last had a race. The last race for all of us was Hungary. And now it's going to be this weekend at Sanfut. Bit of a crazy one. And what we have to remember now is that we could see some really crazy sins into Tarzan Bokht, turn number one. Watch out for that one. That is going to be one of the highlights if that ever happens. And by the way, a send down turn one down the inside is not the smartest way, to be honest. It's the outside line that works. So watch out for that. It'll be even crazier. But Kunal, one final point about Zandvoort before we move on to other topics is the DRS. Now, there was some chatter that DRS could potentially be used on the banked final corner. It's been taken off, but still, passing does look like a bit of a tricky ordeal. And, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean a bad race, right? We, we can often see really good ones without any passing at the end. Yes, you know, uh, passing, like, we've, like we just said, it's not just having wider circuits. I mean, you know, the, the, the international circuit of the venue of the Indian Grand Prix was fairly wide as wow. well. But it's it's the challenges that throw in to these drivers, you know, that that eventually bring in all these opportunities. They'll make mistakes. They'll be under pressure. The opportunity to follow. And like you said, DRS, the tricky part is that the corners that follow the DRS zone are actually very tight corners. So that's not where you naturally see a lot of overtaking. So I'm excited to see how the whole entertainment factor of cars racing at Sanford unfolds because I'm sure the Dutch fans are going to entertain us the most. And I really hope for all the Dutch fans listening in, and Netherlands is one of our top three listener markets, Samuel, please do not boo Lewis Hamilton yeah. if he wins this weekend. It is going to be a landmark 100th Grand Prix win right. should he get it, but please do not boo at him, guys. And thank you for listening. I think if they do, honestly, uh, it'll be an even better sight. Uh, again, Hamilton's coat, still I rise. It just all it just plays into a very poetic circumstance. And speaking of the Dutch fans, for one second, it'll feel like they'll be caving in because the circuit is full of undulations and the, the rooftops, wherever they sit, all the stands, they're just literally right above the circuit. So it makes for an even bigger spectacle. But that's enough on Zandvoort. Let's speak about the hero of Zandvoort. The king of Zandvoort, basically, is what many would like to call him. Max Verstappen. And now, all of a sudden, this is a homecoming like he's never seen before. I mean, Belgium was something, but this is just unlike anything. But could this be Lewis Hamilton's steepest challenge this year, Kunal? You mentioned rightly his 100th Grand Prix win could be on the occasion. And it is just turning out to be a very incredibly challenging one. Again, does a thing like home support ever work? I don't think so, because Hamilton's won five races at uh, Monza. Again, the most away of away circuits for a Mercedes driver. He's won two races at Belgium since the Verstappen fans started to come there as well. So I don't think anything quite like that phases Lewis Hamilton ever. Nah, I don't think it does. If anything, it'll just spur him on that much more to try and beat Max at home. We saw during the, you know, Lewis versus Seb era, it was always about trying to beat the other at home. So that's what's going to happen. Much as Max will have a couple of extra BHP, uh, you know, in his car, just 
driven by all that orange army passion that goes in as well but i remember you know just before somil and i sat to record somil's somil's research says that mercedes believes that they have the best car uh through the triple header and sunfoot is what suits their circuit the most yeah. and i remember reading that my research said that actually sunfoot will suit the rb16b the most so guys the bottom line is that the we don't know who's going to win and that's that's the fun part uh the margins are just so fine between the two teams and their top two drivers that this unpredictability is what is actually getting us all to tune into the sport and like mark hughes keeps saying it's about what wing levels each of the two different teams are going to use literally at every circuit that is going to determine their form factor because uh you know the ambient temperatures depending on how high or how low they are it could trouble mercedes or maybe not because we've seen traditionally that they've taken their own time uh they've taken longer to generate mm. heat in their tires but when they do get there they have been able to push those tires a little more which is a little opposite for you know red bull as well so yes it's going to be lewis versus max at max's home territory and i'm i'm waiting to see how it all unfolds it could all come down to that one fantastic qualifying lap time and qualifying here at zandvoort is going to be a thing to watch for again i love how conflicting these reports are right one of the mercedes engineers being quoted to say that mercedes could be faster and normally you end up seeing mercedes other research showing that they could not be the faster ones here i i love this thing but wild cards there is going to be a big wild card on offer here this weekend and i am genuinely excited to see this team actually potentially be in the hunt for a race win i'm genuinely talking about a race win right here because what is zandvoort zandvoort essentially is a slow to medium speed tight flowing circuit now what other slow to medium speed tight low tight flowing circuit did we have on formula 1 calendar this year oh monaco and guess who was on pole right there charles leclerc for ferrari this could insanely be ferrari's i think best chance in the second half of the season kunal we genuinely can't come them out of the monaco Yes, you can't especially with the whole Dutch Monaco Dutch hung hungaroring chats that we're going to see. So, yeah. Ferrari most specifically you mentioned Charles was on pole, he of course got pole, but Carlos Sainz was quicker on his pole lap before that red flag. So, definitely mm. the Ferrari battles. I'll tell you there are two other drivers that I'm actually also counting in as wild cards. First is Lando Norris, and I swear he would be reviewing the fact that he missed out on a pole. and win in spa given how easy it eventually you know turned out to be for him and then uh, second samuel is uh, george russell you know he yeah. has picked up momentum he knows what's happening with his future if mercedes has made a decision this sort of makes you feel free because you know there isn't a question mark even though there's a question mark in all our heads about what's going to happen he knows what's happening and i'd love to see what he's able to do with this momentum of his and you know you mentioned just before that qualifying is going to be epic to watch and i'll tell you what guys if sunday happens to be a boring race for whatever reason it's actually qualifying that will be yeah. most interesting because the circuit being narrow being as technical and as challenging and as fast flowing that somil's been describing it's going to take that much more from a driver to find and be as close to the limit as possible and guess what what happens you know at such circuits when drivers go a little over the limit they hit the gravel they they cause red flags and and so on and so forth so 
uh, exciting to see how the, the whole, you know, whole character of the Sanfurt uh, circuit adds to, you know, the Dutch Grand Prix this weekend. Going to be crazy, especially in qualifying. If there's one thing you must watch out for on boards, the section all the way from turn number three down from the S's down below to that, I think, really fast corner whose name I forgot, into the double right-hander. Oh, that will be flowing in a Formula One car. But yes, one final question that we have to end this episode on. Does the streak of bonkers Formula One results continue? I think let's quickly just get a prediction from your canal to get your take on this. Top three, who do you think you're going for this time? Uh, uh, it could be a tricky one, you know? It could be, and I'm I'm hoping it's Max, Lewis, and whoever else, I guess, you know. But yeah, I think maybe Norris. I'm, I'm excited to see. Norris has had a 100% Q3 record this season. Mm. Uh, the only other three drivers who had it are Lewis, Valtteri, and, uh, you know, Max Verstappen himself. So I'd love to see Norris on the podium. That would be fantastic uh, for him, Samuel. Uh, by the way, speaking of stats, I just remembered, uh, I think Mazepin's fastest lap has been taken away, hasn't it? Because the FIA has recently said that no fastest lap was counted from the Belgium GP. So there's that meme gone of five soldiers and one joker standing in the middle. Uh, it was very ruthless, <laughs> but it, it was what it was. But there's that. As for my predictions, right? I'm going to put my money on Ferrari this time. I'm going to say that Charles Leclerc finishes second, but I think you can't take it away from Max this time. So Max first, Leclerc second, Hamilton third. That's going to be my take. Whatever's your take, well, predict, win, all that in the Pista Podium Grand Prix Prediction Competition. Link in the description. But folks, thank you for watching. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And finally, Kunal, if you just had to be one, one only final thing to be, uh, to be most excited for this weekend. Yeah, since we don't have Sundaram this weekend, uh-huh. right? On he's been busy with his, his his statistical database that he's building further. I'm going to say a stat which I have courtesy our friends at the Aston Martin Racing Team. So a safety car has appeared in nine out of the twelve races this season. The only three races to not have a safety car were Monaco, France, and the first race in Austria, mm-hmm. right? And then. Uh, there have also been five red flags in the races this season, and that is more red flags per season than any of the last 20 seasons in Formula One. But I still get this feeling, you know, with less of uh, lesser track time this weekend, new circuit and all the circuit characteristics and the challenges that throw up, I still get a feeling we will definitely have either a safety car, definitely a virtual safety car. And maybe just at least one more red flag interruption this weekend because the drivers are going to take their time to get into the groove at this new racing circuit. And groove you need at Zandvoort. If you don't have the groove, you are slow and you don't want to be slow at a circuit like this, especially in qualifying. So watch out for this, folks. This will be fantastically fun. At least on Saturday, right? Sunday, we'll see. Whatever happens. Don't put too much pressure on the race. And don't hype it up as much as we have. Guilty, whatever. But folks, uh, catch (laughs) us on Sunday evening or Monday morning, whatever you like to, on the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pitch to Podium for the Dutch GP review. Could be Hamilton's 100th, could be Verstappen finally taking control of the championship. Find all of that and our takes right here. Until then, folks, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening and we shall see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.